Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... We often get questioned on that as how does one creative agency do so much? Because so many creative agencies externally have a focus on what they do, whereas we do, mm. we do everything. And that's because we get such a range of people inside with different talents and things that they want to do. And then we just nurture that and make sure that they can be the best at what they need to do. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 242 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles, and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Amanda Shepard and Kelly Wilmot. With more than 25 years of experience in the design and advertising industry, Amanda has successfully managed numerous large-scale design projects and advertising campaigns, all of which have proven her ability to build and sustain productive internal and external client and stakeholder relationships. Her in-depth knowledge of the design and advertising industry has demonstrated initiative, a positive attitude, and the ability to thrive within dynamic, challenging, and changing environments. During Amanda's career, she has been responsible for the development and research of training materials and learning objectives, idea creation and strategy, as well as team management and employment. Kelly brings to the team over two decades of experience to the business, leading teams in media, corporate design, digital packaging, and publishing. Kelly is driven to not only meet, but to exceed her goals, and her exceptional attention to detail and service was key to her success in managing fast-paced, award-winning teams before co-founding Green Fox Studio, including for Ball Media, Jardine Lloyd-Thompson, and News Corp Australia. She is passionate about keeping abreast of current design trends and best practice, and is adept at communicating these trends and ensuring client satisfaction is achieved at all stages of the design lifecycle. On today's podcast, we'll discuss the Green Foxes tackling the divide and opportunities for incarcerated Australians, the challenges the studio faces to deliver positive impact, and the current status of the Australian social enterprise sector moving forward from 2020. Amanda and Kelly, thank you very much for joining us. It's great to be speaking to you again. Thanks, Indio. We're excited to be here. Excellent. To start off, could you guys please share a little bit about your backgrounds and what led to you both working in the social enterprise sector? I'll start with that one, India. So we met about a few years ago. Six years ago, maybe. Yeah, I was head of creative with the Warden Wedding team in Queensland Media, where I was looking to replace one of my senior designers for a maternity contract. And after a long search, I came across Amanda and we just hit it off straight away. So 
We worked together for around seven or eight months before she left and started working with Work Restart and started the program, which is now Green Fox Studio. And during that time after she left, we kept in regular contact. Like we would always be speaking together and sort of talking about how incredible the guys were out there, which led me to coming out and doing a presentation on just the things that I look for in a design team and I guess looking for in like what type of quality work they need to achieve. So during that time, I was just blown away by the dedication of all the guys in there. They were just mm. amazing quality of work. It was just so inspirational that some of the matter and I started chatting about how we could make this a business. And that's sort of how it started. It, it really was. So, so when Kelly and I worked together, working in design teams, you often find that there's personalities that really just click. You can really get some amazing work done. And I had, I was fortunate enough to experience that in the team that I worked on with Kelly. And look, once that contract kind of came to an end, I had been looking for something else. So outside what I traditionally viewed as my profession, I guess. And I'd had a bit of a struggle with chronic anxiety and depression for a period of time. And that kind of led to me studying psychology in order to gain a deeper understanding of why the brain kind of reverted to using this primitive lizard brain in terms of dress. And what that led me to was to actually become really focused on the therapeutic benefits of the role creativity has in assisting to overcome that trauma and to promote recovery. So I was really fortunate enough to meet Helen Black from Work Restart and she started working with corrections in order to bring social enterprise inside the prison system. And something really resonated with me about the whole concept of social enterprise and of actually conducting business for purpose, I suppose. And I was sold. And I guess in Kelly and I talking about how we could actually do something with our lives that can enable the next generation to be able to see that they can conduct business differently. I have to say, Amanda, that's really amazing that touching on all of the mental health benefits of creativity and from Kelly there as well. It sounds like you guys have a really blossoming relationship and that would probably speak to some of the successes of Green Fox Studio. And you guys conduct a range of programs to rehabilitate incarcerated Australians. So for our listeners, could you share some of your studio's activities and projects that are providing opportunities for prisoners? Definitely. So we do a huge range of things inside and we often get questioned on that as how does one creative agency do so much? Because so many creative agencies externally have a focus on what they do, whereas we do mm. we do everything. And that's because we get such a range of people inside with different talents and things that they want to do. And then we just nurture that and make sure that they can be the best at what they need to do. So we download all the training for them or we get the training for them and then they've got time, right? So they've got all this time inside that they can just focus on being the best at that thing. So currently inside, we're building our own offline learning platform. So it's already been built. We're just modifying it now to really nail it down and make it a really good LMS system. So the guys have built themselves. So it's a three-month learning training platform. So they'll do that. So it's built by prisoners for prisoners. So it's good. It's easy to understand for people who haven't been across the creative industry before. 
So once they, within that, they're learning graphic design as well. We have speakers that come in regularly and do little training courses and things like that on working with white space and all those things that you need to know to be able to succeed in this business. So we do, as I said, all Adobe programs, so Illustrator, Photoshop, InDesign and all the others. We also do animation. So once they do that and show the dedication, we then they can choose where they want to go. So they can move into animation or 3D modeling or even virtual reality. We even have all the computers in there to be able to facilitate that. We've also got coding happening inside now. So currently we're building our own 3D software engine which we'll be sort of talking about, I guess, maybe in a couple of months. We're just sort of in the process of that and building, doing all our 3D models. And then we've got copywriting. So one of the biggest things is, is that the guys that come and work with us in the studio, they are our business. They're part of our mm. business. We are all, like, without us all contributing, that Green Fox studio won't survive. So it is Amanda mm. and I are the faces of the business, but the team mm. there really what mm. gets the business moving. So, they're the engine. Yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. just very part of that you know so we do you i guess among all the stuff that we teach they're learning computer skills and they're learning how to run a business mm. and work as a team yeah. i mean for a lot of these guys they've never actually been able to to contribute in that way and that we've found for personal growth for their personal growth that's been hugely rewarding mm. yeah such a wide range of activities that you have there at Green Fox Studios. And it's a really amazing kind of people-based approach to fixing those problems that incarcerated Australians face. And obviously as well, we're not talking about social enterprise if we're only talking about all the successes. Obviously, for trying to deliver a positive impact within a prison, there would be lots of challenges that you guys would face on a day-to-day basis and you would have to navigate. So just briefly, could you outline some of these challenges and how have you guys overcome them when faced? Well, can I just, this is just a silly one, but with this heat wave that we're having, (laughs) the first challenge is the fact that we work in a big shed and there's no air con. (laughs) So that is a personal challenge that we have to overcome on a daily basis. But on that note, the prisoners are actually used to that. And so when we made the call to actually close the studio due to the heat on Friday, I had a bunch of them come up to me and said, are we really going to close on Monday? And I said, yeah, the temperature is expected to be about 40, 40 odd degrees. And they're like, I don't care. I'd rather be be sitting in 40 degrees in a sauna and doing this because I just love it than Mm. down there just bored. And that that just kind of demonstrates the, the kind of people that we're working with and that dedication that Kelly had touched on at the beginning. But look, it does highlight the fact that a lot of these guys have this real stigma that they need to overcome when, when they're released. Mm. Obviously, having a criminal history is, is a huge deal, yeah. especially if you're trying to get a job within a corporate who more often than not do a criminal history check. And when that yeah. comes up, you're very rarely given the opportunity to explain yourself. Mm. It's just, oh, right, they've spent time in prison. Okay, well, well, next person, next person yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's the most obvious thing. But, but you know, secondly, there's that whole reintegration thing, you know, especially if people have been incarcerated for extended periods of time. Coming back into the world is, I mean, if you've been in jail for 20 years, imagine what it was like 20 years ago. I mean, that's probably your age, Indio. But, you know, <laughs> mobile phones, just everything, the whole world has changed. Changes. 
yeah. even if it wasn't 20 years, even if it was just a couple of years, the progression of computers and software and yeah. everything, like it changes so quickly and we take that for granted because we're on it every day. So those updates, we're constantly just progressing without and learning without really doing a course or anything. But if you're yeah. even two years ago, like it's all it's changed. All changed. And it's, they really start on the back foot, you know, yeah. so it's really important that we get these skills in there and that we get them working on even just Word. MS Word, just to do your basic job, really, really important. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's something that we do, we aim to, whether they, they come out as a graphic designer per se or not, the skills that, the digital skills that we're providing them with are going to help when they get out, regardless of what that is. Just being in touch with digital technology is a help. Mm. No, that's a really good point there about some of those challenges. I definitely think that everyone thinks of that challenge, obviously, about the stigma, but those other challenges you talk about are a bit less obvious, I guess, to people that don't work with these people directly, like you guys do. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, really good point there. So I think it's also worth mentioning that Green Fox Studios, you guys were actually a part of Impact Room's 2020 Elevate Plus program which provided support to a cohort of social enterprises at different stages of their development and kind of their progression. So what were some key insights you gained about Green Fox Studios and the sector as a whole? Look, for me, the social impact, well, I, you know, I've come from a corporate background, so I'm very much all just about profit. So for me, it was just really learning the fundamentals of what a social impact is. I know that sounds really silly because we're doing it and we're in the business, but there is just no. so much to learn and there's so much to understand. And I really, yeah. I personally really needed to do that course to really understand and know how to grow our business in the best way possible. So there was just a variety of things there. It really highlighted some of the areas that needed strengthening in our business model as well because when we started this, we started it with like a year plan to get where we wanted to get within three months. It moved so incredibly fast yeah. that I felt like we didn't have like the platform, the understanding really yeah. of what we were doing down to your business model, social enterprise, are you a not-for-profit? How do you set all that up and how did we explain our business? So our business is so incredibly hard to explain in one elevator pitch. I mean, that's yeah. what we really struggled with when people would say, so what do you guys do? And you're like, oh, um. okay, we're creative. <laughs> we do all this, but we have another studio that's like a social impact. So it's kind of two businesses and we work inside a prison and we train prisoners. And then, <laughs> and then it was just like, it just because we were talking in riddles, so we complex. created all these questions yes. and then it was mm. just really hard to, I don't know, it kind of felt like we were vomiting out. Yeah, yeah. It was just unstructured it was it was and and really some of those really initial impact boom sessions where we could actually it made us ask questions to each other oh should we be doing that maybe we should be doing that did you see that because I'm not sure I think we should do that and it really it did actually help us restructure our business yeah, it really it did. did so we ended up actually creating those the the two kind of business models where inside is now working as a not-for-profit and outside is working as a social enterprise but they work together so and since defining that it has been so, so much, much easier yeah <laughs> it's been and 
Yeah. I think another thing is just with Impact Boom, it was just so important to be with like-minded people mm. and just mm. see struggles and, and everything because starting a business is can be quite lonely. I mean, Amanda and I are so fortunate to have each other, yeah. but we have a lot of fun on the way. Yeah. But we, it was really good to see other businesses and how they've tackled problems and, and mm. got through things and just get their advice. The, the social impact world is such a beautiful yeah. space to be in because yeah. like, everybody is so incredibly supportive and, yes. and everybody helps each other do better. Like nobody's against each other. Yeah, it's mm. not It's not this fierce competition. It's actually really supportive. It's really supportive. And particularly through when we started Impact Boom, we were it was we were just about to launch into full scale mm. lockdown um, yeah. with yeah. COVID. So it was interesting you know, timing. Was, yes, very interesting timing. So I mean having that support when you're so early stage in a business and at least knowing that every week you can run something by someone like Tom who who runs Impact Boom or just some really awesome people on there that brought some really great information to the table, I guess, that we may not have otherwise thought of. And our office space. And now, our we, office we space. We went from Rob yeah. on the course with us. So yeah, that's uh, at Food Connect here. So we're in the shed now and we work with them in here. And it's just amazing. Mm, definitely. And I've got to say, that's a very glowing review of the Elevate Plus program. So I really thank you guys there for that <laughs> feedback that you've given. For any of the listeners, actually, if they want to check out more about that program, they can go and look at Impact Room's website. And there's also a bunch of articles from other entrepreneurs and other people like the Foxes, like you guys, who were a part of the program. And we'll move on to our next question. From your experience and from what you've seen, what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across recently that are creating a positive social change? I suppose one of the one of our very loyal clients now is Goodwill Wines. We love them. We love them. So <laughs> so David's actually come up to the studio. He's been out to the prison. We've taken him on a tour. He's, he's met the team. He's met the team. And of course they have amazing wine. And <laughs> so we're we're huge supporters of them and they're huge supporters of us. So we, we worked on a few campaigns with them. And yeah, it's just a really nice collaborative, I suppose, relationship. Yeah, really supportive. Yeah, really supportive. Yeah. The other one which I can't not mention is <laughs> Helen at Work Restart. Work Restart have been an amazing support. And I think, as I said early on in the piece, we probably wouldn't be here now if it weren't for Helen at Work Restart. They're doing some really innovative stuff in the prison and soon to be externally of the prison. It's really nice knowing that we have kind of like-minded people in the same space as us. And of course, as Kelly just mentioned, Rob and, and everyone at Food Connect. So we're working within the Food Connect shed and they're creating this wonderful little social enterprise hub. And we're probably one of the, the first ones in here. So it means we get best dibs. We get first dibs on the best one. <laughs> on the um, best offices. But, yeah. But um, what attracted us to this space was that really nice, warm, welcoming feel here which is absolutely imperative for the people that we work with in mm. in coming out is that they once they're released they need to be welcomed back into the community yeah. not shunned and everyone that works within this space here does that with open arms so it's yeah we couldn't ask for more really 
some incredible kind of projects and initiatives there. And those you'll be able to check out in the article at the end. And also just to finish off, what books or resources would you guys recommend to our listeners? Well, I've got to say, we don't have a lot of time to read at the moment. So (laughs) podcasts are pretty much our best friend. But if there is one book that isn't a recent book that I read, I read it quite some time ago, but it's The Brain That Changes Itself. This is one of those books that you read that is life-changing. So it completely changed my perspective on thought and on, I guess, particularly for anyone that's struggled with anxiety or depression, you get into this really set, stuck way of thinking And you think that nothing's ever going to change and you're never going to be able to step outside of that. And what this book did for me or or what the information in this book did for me was make me realise that actually that's not truth. That's just what we've been told and that neuroplasticity is actually real. And if you start to subtly change your thought or your mindset, then you can actually change those pathways you can change them and you you can keep working on it you know so so yeah that's my number one book but also podcasts as I said like we do a lot of driving to get out to the prisons and so some of the ones that I'm listening to at the moment is one called Relatable by Fiona Lukies it's also amazing she's so positive and it's just a really interesting one to to kind of listen to and keep in your daily life. And of course, Impact Boom, you can't go past that. And then maybe for a bit of a laugh, I don't mind a bit of Will Anderson's Willosophy as well. It's pretty good. (laughs) Yeah. No, a few incredible recommendations there. And for the listeners, they will be able to explore all of those options because they'll be linked in the article at the end. So thank you so much. It was fantastic to speak to you both. I've really enjoyed hearing about Green Fox Studios. It was lovely to speak to you and all the best in the future. And we will look forward to following all your work. (laughs) Thanks, Indio. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.